Welcome to The Alex Tremble Show, where we share the strategies and secrets you need to know in order to successfully increase your influence, build strategic networks, and advance in your career. An award-winning speaker, author, and leadership coach, Alex brings executive leaders from across the world to share their inspirational stories and insights to help you become an exceptional public servant while also reaching your career goals. Without further ado, here's your host, Alex D. Tremble. Hello, everyone. This is Alex Trimble, and today's guest is Renee Redwood, who is the CEO of Redwood Enterprises. Renee has over 25 years of experience leading strategic initiatives in regards to equity, fairness, and communicating the business advantage to having a diverse workforce. Now, Renee has been so successful in this effort that she has been featured in Time Magazine, Essence Magazine, Black Enterprise, American Editor, and so many more. And we're going to have such a wonderful, thought-provoking conversation today. Today, Renee and I are going to be talking about how do you go about managing and prioritizing your time so that you have the time to, to feed into others and mentor others while also having the time to make sure that you reach your own individual goals? She's also going to be talking about just different strategies on how to overcome the fear of building strategic relationships with those around you and those who are senior to you. Um, to be completely honest, this is going to be a fun-filled conversation with a lot of laughing. So I invite you again, if you have any comments after you listen to this, please feel free to visit alextrimble.com, hit the blog page, and leave any thoughts you may have. Ask questions and just really engage because we want to hear your thoughts, your ideas, and what you think we need to be discussing in future episodes. <laughs> but hey, enough of me and my plugs. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Alex Tremble from GPS Leadership Solutions. And as you can see, I'm already laughing because um, Mr. Renee and I, the, 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 the phenomenal woman we're going to be talking to today is not only a, a beast, a phenom, a phenom, a, a, um, a strategic leader, a connector, but she is hilarious. So <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to have a great conversation today. Um, Renee, how, how are you doing today? I'm well, thank you very much. Trying to practice grace. <laughs> well, I can, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, look, I can't do any introduction to you any justice, but I will say really quickly, um, you know, I, I met Renee, oh my God, um, probably eight years plus ago. Um, so, really quickly, Renee is CEO of Redwood um, Enterprises LLC, and she, she, what she does is go and helps organizations, whether they be nonprofits, for-profits, government agencies. Um, the, she helps them um, uh, direct. The, I, look, I'm, I'm, I have so much I want to say about you. Why don't you say what you want to say first, and then I'm going to go into the story I want to tell. All right. Well, first, I always like to introduce myself as Renee, R-E-N-E, one E at the end. I was born in an era where parents actually wanted uh, their first child to be a male. So they kept the name the masculine spelling of Renee, the French masculine spelling of Renee. They kept the girl. I go by she, her, hers. And I was uh, born uh, in the shadow of the Statue of Liberty uh, to immigrants. My mom and dad migrated to this country in the early 50s. Uh, and my dad joined the army and my mom joined the Women Army Corps. And they met actually in Japan. And it was a way in which they could expedite their citizenship to the nation they had chosen. Um, and I was born at Fort J uh, Army Hospital, which is on Governor's Island, which literally sits in the shadow of the statue 
of liberty. And so I say to some extent, uh, I was born uh, to pursue liberty and justice uh, as part of my calling. And I've been very fortunate to be able to establish a business. I'm a woman-owned, minority-owned small business, uh, Redwood Enterprise, in order to be able to help organizations, institutions, and leaders um, build their capacity uh, and their capabilities for trust uh, and competence. Uh, and so we do that work uh, through a lens of equity uh, and inclusive practices for individuals as well as institutions. And then so when you seek excellence, you actually enable um, and engage diversity. And so that's the work we do um, for the last what, to 13 years. Yeah, been in business 13 years? Yeah. 13? No. 2003, it's 2020. See, this is what happens with COVID. You have no idea what the year is. <laughs> At least I'm going to be less old. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to tell you the story. So, so the, the first... 17 years. 17 years. 17 years. 17 years. Al almost as old as you are. I mean, you, you would be 20, uh -oh. 20, 20. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going to leave that alone because we don't want to get into a conversation where we have harassment as part of this discourse. <laughs> I will be very careful with that. You need to be very careful, right? Because yeah. I always say, never talk about a person's age. Mm -mm. And they used to say, never say anything about a woman's age. It has nothing to do with gender. Yeah. want to hurt somebody's feelings, say, how old are you when you know they're past the age of 17? Okay. 17 is... Okay, so we're going to get back focused. So the, the first time I remember meeting you, or not even meeting you yet... Um, I was walking down the, the, the halls of, of the interior and the assistant secretary at the time, Rhea Sue, um, I, I feel like I just heard her like, Renee, hey, how you doing? And I'm like, hold up, who, who is the assistant secretary talking like that to? Like, it was, and you guys gave a hug and, and we you sat down and have a conversation. I got to listen to you talk. And I'm like, wow, like she... Again, she, you have, you have never lost yourself, but and and you can maintain all these relationships with extremely influential people. And so, the first question I just want to ask you off the back is how, how do you do that? And so many people believe that you have to lose yourself in order to play at this level, but you've been playing at this level seems like forever, and you've never I'm lost at all. So forever can't be the right act. But again, here we're gonna go <laughs> talk about this kind of thing. See, this is what we call microaggressions. Is this an <laughs> educational video that we're doing here? Is this what this is? <laughs> Are we? You're like, okay, Renee, you're messing up the whole program here. Stop recording and start all over again. Right? For I've been at it for a period of time that gives me some experience and knowledge uh, and ability to identify examples of different strategies that have mm -hmm. been used to create more inclusive environments? Is that what you're asking me? Yes, ma'am. You're okay. so much more articulate than I. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want to know? How to do how to do this? What is your question? Ask me the question again, please. How, how do you go about creating these influential relationships with very senior leaders across sectors while always maintaining yourself the same person you have always been, this really happy, funny, wonderful person? Um, because authentic relationships uh, span role, right? We're people before we're positions, you know, and the trainings that we do and the teachings that we do 
uh, in the work that we do. We always talk about unconditional positive regard. I value you for the humanity you bring to bear, that we're not here in judgment of one another. And it's the recognition that we're people first, right? Uh, we're humans first before we're a job or a position or a role or an education or, uh, or uh, uh, a, a relationship or whatever. We're people first. Um, and if that's the approach that you take to life, uh, then you often will see the best in each person, regardless of the behavior that they're demonstrating. You see a potential. Um, and so that's, that's my orientation in the world. And that's, so it doesn't matter what your role is. Um, the goal for me is to connect on the values and the commonality uh, that we have um, and then develop a relationship um, through that kind of shared sense of values um, and a commitment uh, to integrity in the relationship, regardless of whether it's a personal relationship or a business relationship, you know? So uh, you're, the person's role doesn't have anything to do with relationship. I'm fortunate that the people who I have known and worked with and have become acquainted with and networked with are in positions um, in which they can impact decisions. Uh, they themselves may be the decision maker and the, and the goal and the whole role that I play when I'm brought in um, as a uh, consultant um, or a contractor or whatever you want to call them, brought in to assist is to help them be the best of who they can be, uh, leaders, right? Um, living uh, the values that they espouse and that their institution espouse. And to do so, recognizing there's individual as well as institutional uh, opportunities uh, and uh, ways in which we can hold ourselves accountable for, for you know, we always, whatever, be the change you want to see in the world, right? Be the change you want to see, you know, change. We all have that opportunity to be a change agent, right? To impact and influence things. And but, so when you have relationships with people who are in decision-making authority, it's, you know, for me, it's always about, you know, why are we connected? What are those values? And how do we, you know, again, look at the institutions, the structures, so that they can live those values as well? Um, you know, so that's, so I think that's an answer to your question. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I also feel like, one, I agree with everything you said. And I still feel like so many people are afraid um, mm -hmm. or have some sort of fear of mm -hmm. talking to people who are decision makers or who have influence. Um, what would you share with them to, to, make, to help them understand that there, there shouldn't be a fear there? You know, in my faith, we say fear is false evidence appearing real. The acronym, right? False evidence appearing real. So whatever you're fearful of, you need to A, first articulate it. Because again, a person is a person. It's a job, <laughs> right? A J-O-B, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and if you are approaching them with good intent, uh, not to be judgmental, um, but good intent uh, to help educate, you know, I believe that we all have an opportunity to give and receive feedback, uh, to be open and receptive, um, to listen, to understand, not to be understood. Right. Um, and so, you know, a, a, 
when approaching individuals, it isn't about them. It's more about you and what you might not be comfortable with or confident about. Um, it's not about them. How they choose to respond to you is they get to respond, but you have, at least have to make some interaction. Yeah. Right? And, you know, sometimes maybe it isn't, you know, you might not agree with them and you want to say something, or you do agree with them and you want to say something. Um, just get take a breath. You know, pop. What's your purpose for the encounter? What outcome do you want? And then what process do you want to use? So you just pop it. So not like not like like pop and lock, right? I'm no. only doing this because it's you on. You <laughs> can say pop and lock, and I'm thinking you're gonna pop the cork and lock the door. Okay. See, we all hear things differently, different perceptions and perspectives. That's how we get around to that whole continuum, you know, that gets us all up into that bias and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stereotyping and assumptions everyone who's listening to this i know they're laughing as much as i am um so you know you are an extremely busy person um you are always on the move advising multiple organizations simultaneously again you have your background is just it's ridiculous. You know, you've been featured in Time Magazine, in Essence, in Black Enterprise, and, and other very large, significant um, uh, other organizations with significant platforms. And so you, you are busy. And yet one of the, the challenges I, I consistently hear from people who want to become an executive, a leader, um, they don't have the time to network. They don't have the time to develop relationships I see you shaking your head. So what's, what's your response to that? And how do they, how do they find the time? Okay. A, you, can't, you cannot find or lose time. Time goes whether, whether it's how you use time, right? So that becomes the question. It's prioritizing what things are important. You know, prioritizing and recognizing there's 24 hours in the day. So you, I work it backwards, right? There's the time you need to sleep. Okay, let's just... Just basic, you know, let's jump into Maslow's hierarchy, <laughs> right? And again, we're human first. No matter where we go, where do we set up? We're human first, regardless of the role. We need to sleep. So you budget your time for sleep, yeah. right? You budget your time, hopefully, for some good, some other kind of wellness, fitness, self, you know, we we're talking about self-care, right? Budget the time, right? You budget the time for your family, right? And then for your work. Right? And, and for your part of self, career development. Right? How do you use opportunities to meet multiple needs? It can be both networking, it can be a mentoring session at the same time, it can be marketing. You know, as a small business, everything is marketing for me. Yeah. That's why I said to you, where's my contract? See, at Redwood Enterprise, we have a motto if you have no cash, we have no conversation. Right? Because as a business, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it. Time is money. So if you can't budget your time, you're probably not having a good time thing budgeting your money either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And budgeting your relationships. Yeah. <laughs> right? Again, so it's like, you know, like someone said to me, oh, God, we need your services like immediately. And my response was, okay, A, take a breath. I'm always telling people to take a breath. Why? Because I need to remind myself. Take a breath. Right? I said, you had systemic racism in August, okay, of 2020. You will have it. In October of 2020. 
So the notion that we need to meet immediately is a false construct. One. Yeah. Two, if you can find me a 32-hour day for at least three days a week, I can schedule you sooner. When you do that, email me. Otherwise, it's still the earliest you can get on my calendar is November. Okay? So part of it is being able to say no to things. You know, are people prepared to you know what's sometimes called an affirmative no? You know, no, I'm not going to do that just because you want to. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I need to be able to take some time for myself. I want to be able to use this opportunity. I want to sit down and watch a, you know, a podcast or, you know, me with uh, WNBA. Mm-hmm. I'm on watching yeah. WNBA here and on Zoom, jumping around with people watching WNBA on their Zoom. And who am I doing? I'm doing with different people. I invite different people all the time, depending upon, you know, what I might be watching on. This way, it becomes both a business opportunity right? It builds, first and foremost, it builds relationships. And then in some instances, it's a business opportunity. Some instances, I haven't seen you in a while because we haven't had mystic season this year in person. Mm -hmm. And we're not in the wobble, which is also the bubble, right? We're not in the wobble. Um, And by the way, I have my um, uh, young uh, college. I'm so excited. I have a assistant. Oh, awesome. Info at Redwood Enterprise. Ronique, brilliant, brilliant. So I say, we're going to be on. Join us and you bring a friend to do it. Okay. So I'm getting my mentoring, my business, my friendship, and watching basketball. Okay. One thing, multiple utilities. I think then you have. That's not the, so it's not like I found time. It's like yeah. I figured out how I use time better. I think that, that's, you, then you have to challenge the, not you, but people have to then challenge the, the perception, the, the definition of what networking, what relationship building is. You don't need to be at this desk one-on-one. You could be at a mystics game. You could be yep. at dinner. You could be going for a walk. Um, Are we supposed to say you came to a mystics game with me? Oh, I've You're been not to- <laughs> right what do we do we do all, what do we do we do everything we just talked about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have fun. okay it's like Renee can we connect no I don't got time but you can come to a mystics game in which I always meet colleagues I met your was it your nephew mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's, it's they're really efficient ways to have fun and maintain the relationships and do business. Like, you're absolutely right. I think we, people can be much more creative in how they, they, they say you can't lose time or get more time, but how they utilize their time. How you use time? You know, it's like, you know, you always talk about the resources, you know, what were the resources in my mind? And I think time, talent, you know, treasures, right? Again, it goes back to my faith. You know, how do you, t- what do you tie? You tie up your time, Right, which means about giving. How do you give with your time? So you think about that. How am I going to give my time? How am I going to use my time? The talent, what things do I have that I can offer? Right? And then my treasures is the financial wherewithal. You know, how am I addressing that? Budgeting that all of those things require budgets. Right? You are, so anyone who knows Renee knows that she is extremely passionate about what she does. She is extremely caring for people. 
Um, and I'm not just buttering you up right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I want to say, if you're hearing this, she is still willing to prioritize her time, who she's meeting with and the work that she's getting done. I feel like a lot of people feel bad about saying, oh, I can't hang out with this person. I got to hang out with these person because I got to be fair and things like that where, yeah. Okay. It's one thing, fair. Fair to who? Who's the judge? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? You see, and I would say that's because people are making judgments about other folks. So that's part of, you know, again, you can't control other people. That's, you, that's individuals projecting their assumptions or their beliefs on others. Yeah. You know, yeah. how I utilize my time is I'm responsible for that. Uh, and I make the decisions for that and I accept them. Sometimes I don't use my time well. Right? It's like, oh, darn, I was going to get the following 55 things done before 8 a.m. Yeah, Renee, no, 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 that's not going to happen. No, but yet, again, the notion that's us being judgmental upon ourselves, right? So if it's unconditional, I, you know, value me for the humanity I bring to it. I'm not in judgment of myself, right? You know, the harshest critics we tend to be for ourselves. Well, and I love that you're, but you're also, and you're also willing to be honest with yourself. Hey, you know what? I didn't use my time all that wisely, but that, that was my decision. And bad, but it was a decision I made. I own it. You know, own your stuff. That's part of the whole area. You know, when we talk about bias, own your stuff, the good and the bad. Yeah. Well, that's integrity. You know, right your wrongs. You make a mistake, you say you made a mistake. You know, I'm sorry. You saw, you make a comment like she's been doing this forever. And I say, I find that to be a microaggression. Your response is, that wasn't intended. I apologize. That's all. You know, or here's what I intended. Now, hopefully you don't keep talking about the person's age and sticking your foot down your throat. But then, you know, in my other, in the training, I said, thankful you had a point. Thank you for tuning in to the Alex Tremble Show. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Federal open season is over, but you can apply for WEPA life insurance year-round. WEPA has been insuring the future of federal employees for more than 75 years. WEPA can be used as a supplement or a replacement for Fegley and can cost less. Last year, members who switched saved $375 on average. Apply for WEPA group term life insurance and see how much you could save by visiting WAEPA.org today. The results are in. Research has found that networking is one of the four skills absolutely required to successfully advance in your career. However, when asked, most government employees state that they don't network because they believe that networking is for extroverts and for people who care more about their own careers than the organization's mission. But what if there was a way to ethically network without looking self-absorbed and being a super extrovert? Well, there is. Alex Tremble has created a seven-week online networking course specifically designed to give ambitious leaders like yourself the skills needed to become a strategic networker. This course uses time-tested and research-backed strategies to help you identify, build, and maintain critical relationships with influential leaders. Visit alextremble.com courses networking to learn more about his networking model today. Use the discount code podcastfamily on the checkout screen to receive a 20% discount. 
Don't delay. Enroll today at alextremble.com slash courses slash networking. And now back to The Alex Tremble Show with your host, Alex Tremble. Well, you know, yeah. you shared, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but so you shared a, a historic picture with me um, prior to this, this call. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if you want to put it on or not, but um, can you describe what that picture was and why it means so much to you and how it even came to be, if you could? This one here? Um, the, uh, the, the, the women. Um, this one? This one, the march? The march, but then also the women. All the women that were marching on, uh, that were walking on Capitol Hill. Oh, Hill. you mean on my... Um, Your background. My background. Yeah, I can send you that. Oh, you want me to put that back up here? Oh, Lord. Now, see, I figured out how to get off. Now, I'll just put it back. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. See, this is what happens when you're a chemist and you just, somebody says to you, oh, you could do statistics. Yeah. See, and whatever you try and see, this is also too, people have to be more expansive in their thinking about who they are and what they want to do. Because if you want to pursue your passion, you're not limited to what your degree says. You know, what are your skills? What are your talents? What are your attributes? What are the things that make you happy, that make you feel good and satisfied? You know, and then think, okay, well, those are the things I like to do. Well, let me construct something around that. Yeah. Sometimes you construct it in the existing organization. Other times you have to think, you know, maybe I can do something differently. You know, I do chemistry. So what does that have to do with diversity, equity, inclusion? Because people like molecules behave differently depending upon the stress or the environment. To put it. <laughs> oh. Right? Think about yeah. it. Think about it. Right? You put water in a jar. Right? You heat it up. What happens? It starts to bubble, it evaporates, right? Didn't mean there's no water. It just means it's not in the glass. It changed. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It's simply transformed. So it's gone from a liquid to a gas. If we cool the atmosphere, right, you could actually have that water then come back down, right? And if you're lucky enough, you can run around and try to catch those exact same drops. That's not going to happen, but theoretically, right, you can fill the glass again. Because it's neither created or simply transformed, depending upon the pressure. Pressure can be heat. Pressure can be the climate. Pressure can be the work environment. Pressure could be COVID. Right? We're all responding differently. Those are pressures in our society, in our culture, in our workplace, in our families. So you wanted that picture. Um, hold on. Let me virtual background. That's the one. I'm like taking the show wall. You probably don't want this Wakanda forever. No, that's not the one, huh? Chat, would you, you just left. It's appropriate. You don't want this one. This is, a, this is heart hands. The heart. So we can come together. Mm -hmm. The heart. Heart hands. We can come together. This goes to what you were talking about, the web, our networks. Mm -hmm. Right. You have everything. I have everything. When we all vote, it depends upon what I'm doing the presentation on. And then we had this one. This one. This is the one I had on and didn't realize I had it on. I feel like I shouldn't even, I should sit over so I'm not blocking it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so can you, can you explain what this picture is? Why is historic? This was a picture of the women from the House of Representatives during the Anita Hill 
uh, hearing on the Senate. And the only woman senator at the time was uh, Senator Mikulski. And because it was of, of uh, Anita Hill and Fellas, for the most part, uh, and the inquiries that were being made, they wanted to be supportive and show that her voice mattered, that she spoke for many. Um, and so these were members of the United States Congress. So where my head is, so what's that? To the right, the person to the right, not only the white, but the black, that's Congresswoman Louise Slaughter. And beside her was Congresswoman Barbara Boxer. And beside her was Congresswoman Eleanor Holmes Norton. And many of these women had just been elected into the House of Representatives. Uh, and they were our clients at the time. We were a polling and research firm. Uh, and then uh, the woman beside Congresswoman Eleanor Holmes Norton was a staffer. And then the woman in the uh, blue blouse green suit uh, was Congresswoman uh, Pat uh, Schroeder uh, out of uh, Colorado. And beside her was Congresswoman Patsy Meek uh, out of Hawaii. And beside her was Congresswoman Jolene Unsold out of Missouri. And these were newer members to the House of Representatives, but recognize the importance of their voice. And that when you think you can't do something, there's always something you can do. And if nothing else, that they went and they, they said, we are here. Whether they led us into the chamber or not, yeah. we are here, yeah. right? You know, and the Sub-Saharan African greeting, which just reminds me, as I said, we are here. The Sub-Saharan African greeting of dignity and respects is Sawabona, I see you. And in response, you say, Sikona, I am here. Mm. So, you know, as I said that, it just made me think of the, the greeting. Well, you and know, here I am in the midst of them. Maybe I should hear Photoshop myself into it and say, oh, yeah, I was marching with them. So, so I was part of the team that was doing some strategy at that time. So it was exciting. I, I, honestly, when you showed me that picture, I thought you were going to tell me, oh, that person in the way back, that's me. I thought you were, I swear. Wait, 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 hold on, let me walk it. <laughs> It probably could be, but I don't know for sure. You know, as you said that, I'm thinking, you know, it actually could be. So, thank you for telling me the story. I'll send it over to my nephew and ask him to see what's going on. Well, you know, I, I, I wanted to share. I, I wanted to, I wanted you to share that because I think there's. This is historic. This is a historic moment, and you were tied to the vast majority of those individuals in that picture, and that's because you, like you said earlier, you didn't allow your degree to, to limit what you could be, um, and now you are part of something. You're tethered to something that was great, a historic moment. I want other people to be able to see and know that they can do the same. Um, and then I, I know our time is wrapping up fairly soon, but I do want to ask you a couple questions. One you know, people who are watching this are generally going to be individuals who are trying to become an SES or are at that level already. Mm -hmm. um, and you've built relationships with people in the, in the government, external to the government, um, you know, against private, nonprofit. Is there a difference? Do you see that the way that you have to build a relationship with government executives, is it any different than outside the government? Is there any, how you go about doing it? People are people, remember that, right? Put people first, right? Remember humanity. Um, seek to have a relationship and to understand not to be understood. Listen, listen first. 
It doesn't matter, again, whether you're in the public sector, uh, federal government, local government, uh, appointee, um, or you're in the private sector, uh, whether you're on a board of directors of a fortune corporation or you're um, a soldier in the United States uh, Army, like my parents were, right? Um, you can demonstrate respect, and in so doing, you build the first element of relationship, uh, and that's trust. Um, you know, and that's the confidence born out of character and competence of a person or an individual, right? Um, and recognize the context, again, the purpose of the conversation, the purpose of the exchange. Every opportunity is an opportunity. You know, for me as a small business, every opportunity is an opportunity to be available, um, to listen and to hear and to say, you know, here's some services that I'm aware of and here's some services that we offer. There's nothing wrong with promoting my business. That's part of it. That's part of relationship. You know, these are things that we like to do. I'm very positive. We like to help. We like to do this work. You know, we have like an opportunity to collaborate with you, partner with you. Um, and so, you know, if you're seeking a leadership position, you have to act like a leader. You know, um, I'm going to share, um, I'm going to give you the floor to, to, to share any last comments very soon. But I also want to share an experience that I had. I'm not sure if I've ever shared this with you before. And you can um, respond however you feel like if you'd like to respond. Um, there was a meeting that you and I were in, again, when I was very, very young in my career. Um, I had to have been 25 or something like that, something super young. Um, less experience, I'll say. And I remember sitting next to you in this meeting. And I remember a young lady, I don't know who it was. But I, I remember a young lady um, saying, asking you, like, hey, I, I, can you mentor me? And mm -hmm. at that time in your situation, you were really busy. And that's something you didn't feel like you could take on that time. I, mean, I hope I'm not you know, miss making it look. I'm, I'm so far it sounds right. I'm not sure if that really, listen, I'm not sure if that really happened, but that's okay. Keep going. Go okay. on. You remember it. I'm, I'm working with the memory. Go on. And, and as you said that to the, the young lady, uh -huh. I remember intentionally saying, oh, she's going to mentor me. <laughs> and so what I did was I was very intentional about just asking for your advice. Um, whenever I could, you know, whenever I know you're extremely busy, whenever I could get advice, I would go and ask you. Um, I went to the, um, the, the, the mystics game with you. I, I would find time to spend with you. I still remember it wasn't... Um, it was a night that you invited. We have never set up a formal mentoring session. Think about no, it. No, no. Have we ever set up a formal mentoring session? No. Never. Not once. And when he asked me, what I told her was, I don't do individual mentoring at this point, but I do mentor. I do group mentoring. And if you're mm -hmm. interested, sign up with WIN, the Women's Information Network. And I usually offer three or four sessions a year mm -hmm. uh, because that's the most I can get. Yeah. Um, and I did say, cause there's 24 hours in a day. And, right. And, yeah. and she signed up for the wind session. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I know. I, you're got, talking to to, about. I got to go to mystics games. Um, yeah. and you know, you I got still, to mystics games. that's right. Th there was a, there was a, um, a, 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 a Senator was holding a gala that you invited me to attend with you. 
And I still remember, like I'd never been in a, in a space like that. I never had to dress up for anything. You know, you showed me, you know, how, how to, um, you know, which forks to use and the, the napkin and where to put that. And, you know, if I'm going to leave my, the table versus, you know, like you, you taught me so much. And I just wanted to say thank you um, for everything you, you've done. And then I also want to, you know, and make that point that you just made to everyone is that, you know, when you're looking for a mentor, it doesn't need to be a formal mentoring, a formal mentoring ask. You can just mm-hmm. learn from people, <laughs> develop a relationship and see what happens. And a recognition that mentoring goes both ways, right? Um, you know, I learned so much from you. I learned from all the folks who I have so-called mentored. People like, well, she never claims me as a mentee. I was like, I didn't know I was mentoring you. I thought we were just having a good time, relationship, learning, sharing, you know. And again, we have an opportunity to learn from each other, right? That's the notion of being able to give and receive feedback, being open and receptive. You know, the unconditional positive regard, valuing people for the humanity they bring to bear, seeking to find our commonality of values, right? All of those things allow us to learn, Yeah. you know, hear different perspectives, different ideas. Uh, you know, tomorrow, going over to a friend's house for social distance dinner, uh, there'll be five people outside. I was like, you better put fans on. <laughs> I am. I'm a germaphobe, and now we have COVID? Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're lucky I am disinfected the screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank God for the phone things on these microphones. You know, I'm like, what? You could continue. You know, I'm, so I'm not good with this thing. But we're going over. And I said, you know, I have a colleague who's a defense attorney. And um, his whole perspective on the, uh, the, the court ruling in the Breonna Taylor case is a very, it made me feel very different. And so I said, you know what, I'm talking with a couple of folks who actually have some influence on some of the ways in which we talk about this, that we might be able to help people find a little bit of, a little bit more a peace, you know, because I was like, I'm just so tired and a whole bunch of expletives that I don't use going through my head. Um, you know, of how many times they're going to kill black people and then come back with, oh, well, you know, it was justified. It's always justified, you know, so just, and then they want to know why our children are scared to death of police. They want to know why black people walk down the street and see a police car and then get elevated blood pressure. Mm-hmm. Now you're killing us. And then we tell them the system, the court says it was justified. Killing. And, but listening to him as a defense attorney, right, who handles these types of cases. It was very interesting to hear. So he, I've invited him to kind of brief us, to bring a new perspective. And so he's going to be coming with, you know, folks who he doesn't know, he knows of, but doesn't know. And so it's a, you know, shared learning, right, um, from this. Uh, and my, and Ronique is coming. You know, she's my um, info at Redwood Enterprise. She's my new assistant. So, again, you can create these opportunities uh, for people to learn and listen and develop relationships uh, and be open and receptive. And that you don't have to have an end goal in the, at the end of the game. Other line is like, listen to this different perspective before we think about how we need to talk about this and how maybe this can give some other people a little bit more relief and understanding 
on how this happens and not be so viscerally, how many times is it going to kill a black person and say it was justified? My friend, right? And so that's part of how I kind of approach, that's how I approach life, not kind of, that's how I approach life. Well, everyone, I think you, you want to make sure, again, what Renee just said, another great nugget, the importance of having a diverse network. Um, she's able to hear a different perspective because she has relationships in many different sectors and industries that can weigh in on, you know, that can share perspective with her. So that's a very important um, aspect of not only being, if you're, um, if you're in DOD, don't only network with people in DOD. If you're um, a ge geologist, don't only network with geologists. You want to have a diverse network. Um, Renee. We're multicultural entities, right? We multi-identity. Right now, we can live in one world. And that's you know that's choice. You know that's one of the things we do have is choice. Hopefully, we can continue to maintain it for women. I won't throw in my political advertising. Well, I do want to then say to that. I mean, to that exact. Justice point. Ginsburg stood for that. Hold on, let me get my Justice Ginsburg. And I did that. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to put the uh, the, uh, the. No, thing. I want a collar. I do want a collar. <laughs> I do. I do want to call. Don't say nothing when you see me with it, okay? Because you're not taking nothing. Well, it's, going to be an honor. it's going to be an honor of notorious RBG, the honorable, the first woman to lie in state. Mm. Oh, man. Rosa Parks lied in honor. Yeah. People didn't know the differentiation here. Well, Renee, thank you so much for your time. I, I do want to just give you this last um, bit. Is there any last thoughts you would like to share? Then also, if people want to get in contact with you, how can they do so? Call you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy. You said I was busy. Okay. I'm about business. If they want to get. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. I thought they wanted to. No, I don't I mean, have you any. What is in the business, by way? <laughs> Listen to me. No, I don't have any more mystics tickets because people like Alex want to come all the time. Then he brings his wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I love her too. Um, yes, they can reach out to us at www.redwoodenterprise.com, E-N-T-E-R-P-R-I-S-E, singular.com, because you only need one spaceship to conquer the galaxy, redwoodenterprise.com. Or you could type in Renee Redwood, R-E-N-E, one E, and it will bring you to redwoodenterprise.com. Yeah. You're definitely Googleable. <laughs> well, Again, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. You are a fantastic individual. You have so much wealth to share with the world. And again, I've seen you not only as, as a mentor, as a leader, um, and as a professional in your field, and the, the work and the good that you've done for your clients is immeasurable. Um, so, you know, actually from a scientist, you'd probably say it is measurable. And it's <laughs> as a matter of fact, I have evidence here. I got a very <laughs> I did today. I got a lovely uh, email. Let me just say, people, LinkedIn is a very good tool. I'm not in social media at all. I have all of the, the, you know, the Twitter, the social media handles. I have all of them. I don't use them that often. Uh, why? Because I'm busy, as Alex said. Um, but LinkedIn, I will give a, a heads up to LinkedIn. Um, it is a very good networking mechanism um, to engage and meet people differently than what you might do every day at your work, particularly because it is more about profession, career, development, leadership, uh, as opposed to the, the more social, 
family. You know, I could put a picture of my, you know, grilled ginger teriyaki uh, red snapper, you know, on the, no, that doesn't belong on LinkedIn. Again, so again, there's roles in different ways in which you want to present yourself and but make sure that you're visible. Um, visible comfortably, you know, that's the best way to build your leadership acumen is to be comfortable with yourself. Uh, you know, the confidence born out of character and competence. So Again, that's my part. Those are my parting words. I'm sticking with it. Yes, Alex gets to go with me to the Mystic Stain. I don't know the rest of you. Maybe one day we'll get to meet and I'll have a free ticket. <laughs> Only if Sue doesn't come. So. <laughs> right? Right? Well, Thank look. you, Alex. Thank you for thinking of me. This, you know, I say the other thing is gratitude. You know, I give thanks for everything. I give thanks for, for you. I give thanks for the time that you have afforded me in your presence. Uh, well, and, so. and you know, you, you asked me initially, why would I need to be asking you these questions? And I, now you know why. You have so much to, to share with the world. Um, as always, Liv, um, please, if you like this video, if you've enjoyed this content, please reach out. Um, you know, do some great work with Renee. She's provided her contact information. I'll put it in the description. Um, like this video, share this video, make sure as many people see it and can learn from this as much as possible. As I always say, wonderful to see you. Stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. And vote. 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 Please vote. Please. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Find us online at thealextrembleshow.com and be sure to share what you've learned with at least one other person today. Check back on the first and third Wednesday of each month for new episodes. Until next time, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving. <laughs>